Welcome to Mandemic Mondays, the only podcast hosted by best friends who have nothing in common except their beautiful names. I'm Mandy Fabian. And I'm Mandy Kaplan, and we are the Mandys. Each week, we review and debate the latest Netflix release and, you know, whatever else is getting people through these crazy times, times we like to call the The Mandemic. Oh, so it's so clever. insane. We love a pun. What a fantastic week. Oh, holy shit. Oh, my God. Holy shit. Exactly. Spoiler there's no alert. other way to describe. There's no other way to describe this shit. It's a holy. Jesus took the wheel and gave us a yep. little gift called A Week Away on Netflix. A Week Away. Uh, God damn it. I love this movie. God damn Jesus Christ. Did I love this movie? Cheese and rice, man. Cheese and rice. Uh, So this is a Christian church camp musical. Mm -hmm. End of podcast. Do we need to say anything else? Right. (laughs) I don't think there's anything in it. That's That's it. it. And yep. (laughs) The shortest podcast we've ever done. All right. Love you. I think I came up like if we were pitching this movie, Mm -hmm. I have a fantastic pitch for it. You ready? Yes. So it's Greece meets Meatballs meets The Last Temptation meets Platoon. <laughs> I, was, I was so on right? board until Platoon. Well, there were a lot of war games. I'm sorry, for a Christian movie, for like a God movie. Wow. There was a lot of shooting and firing and swinging on a sunset deck. It was it was really It was magical. It was. We should say directed by Roman White and starring. Yes, Roman. And and written by Callie Bailey and Alan Powell. Thank you, research team. Mandy. Mandy did the research. Just so you know, Mandy did the research. The research team. Yeah. Yep. And the engineer. Uh, This movie stars Bailey Madison. Yep. The, who has done a ton of stuff. She's adorable. Wildly untalented and <laughs> barely watchable Bailey Madison. There oh, I said it. I don't think she's really. Oh, I didn't think she was untalented at all. I thought she was delightful. Oh, I found her very difficult to watch. Uh, it stars her. <laughs> you and Patrick. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh they, wait a minute. Patrick watched this. Jeremy was like, no, uh, no way am I watching a Christian church camp musical. Well, Patrick did not watch the first half of it, but then when he heard me giggling and squealing with delight and furiously taking notes, and also he couldn't watch anything else because I was totally taking over the television, uh, that made him sit down and, you know, give it a minute. Great. And he was won over. Was he saved? But at first, um, oh, he already is a man of God. Definitely. Wow. You're never going to find a more rigorous moral code than that one. How incredible was this opening number? Oh, I loved it. Well, the one where he's singing about the juvie, like that one. Well, and then it turns into them dancing in the hall. Then they're on the bus. Then it goes to camp. It like goes on and on and on. And it was so Jesus-y, yet hip and high school musically. And like, it was so perfect. This opening number. All I could think of was like, 
how you would have either approved of the choreography or done it differently. Like, I feel like this is your jam. Like, you should be hired to do a movie like this. Well, while you bring up the choreography... Are you mad that you didn't get Bailey's part? Are you mad that, like, they didn't offer it to you? Because I think you would have crushed it. You are... Okay, you are going over so many of my talking points so fast. So let's start <laughs> okay, with choreography. Sorry. So okay. this opening number, the choreography was cute. It was really fresh and hip, and it was great. Yeah. And then yeah. by the Gave end... Gave a lot of jobs to a lot of young gay men. There you go. By the end of the movie, the choreographer gave up and was just doing (laughs) mime. He was doing charades, right? It was like my father's house. I'm doing the physicality and you can't see it. It was miming everything. It was like we eat at the table and, and doing the sign for eat. It was so terrible and laughable and i was so happy about it because it was like it started off like really i i I found the choreography delightful and then it just got so trashy and dumb and like remember when you took your kids to like a mommy and me class or if you loved your Mm -hmm. children you would have taken them i did not i did not that's probably why i don't remember yeah and these are the kinds of songs and choreography you do in a mommy and me class with your one and a half year old (laughs) that was the choreography of the last number Oh my gosh. But li- but here's what I really love. One of my favorite things about the movie. There's so many I know, things. It's hard to but choose. I I super love that the catalyst moment of this movie was <laughs> you give me no choice. I either send you to juvie or a musical church camp. Like I so love that the writers were like, you know what? We need to give them like there needs to be an inciting incident. <laughs> so that 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 right. that was the no choice he had. No choice. It's juvie or a church camp. I thought was brilliant. I loved that moment so much. I laughed out loud. Mant, I'm going to disagree with you there. Oh, okay. The choice was juvie or go home with this foster mom, Sherry Shepard. And the foster what? mom no. said, oh, we're going to take you to church camp. Oh, I didn't catch that at all. No, he. I think he literally says the words. Oh, see, now I need the time code in the movie. I don't have it. Mm-hmm. But it's really right at the beginning when he says, "You give me no choice. It's church camp or juvie." Oh. Like it, he he almost says the sentence. Oh, I thought it was but, that he was going to go home with Sherry Shepard and her adorable no. son George, who is a superstar. No, she's offered to take him. Yeah, he's great. I love yeah. him. No, she offers to take him to the church camp. And but then at the end, then we have a twist at the end, which I don't want to split. <laughs> I can't even. <laughs> Didn't see that coming Y'all, at all. She's got to adopt him. Oh, you blew for our avid <gasps> listeners who love to not know the endings. OK, yeah, it's true. It ends happy, you guys. Jesus in his heart and Sherry Shepard in his home. There's nothing any normal breathing human being could ask for. Like, that's everything anybody wants. I want to have a slumber party with Sherry Shepard. I'm putting it out there in the universe on one of your vision boards from The Secret. I really find her. I've got three of them. Of course you do. On the middle one, the biggest one, can you put sleepover with Sherry Shepard? I love her. Yeah. You're already in the center of that one, so that's easy enough. And yeah. Bless your heart. I rotate your fantasy sleepovers a lot, so we can, I'll put Sherry in there this week. No problem. Thank you. So another thing you brought up was, hey, Kaplan, couldn't you play that part? Am I the only one of the two of us that felt like I could be cast as a camper in this movie? 
No, you are not. You totally could have. Yes. No, but you. Yeah. Do, do, were you oh. like, yeah, I should be in this movie. I could I could play 15. <sighs> no, but I was thinking that when I was 15, I would have died. This would have been my ultimate dream role. Paradise. Like, to be able to dance and sing and be out of this camp, like to dance in the water. Mm. I love the musical number they did, splashing with the... <laughs> I loved the lyrics of all the songs I, I because I had actually read a review. I read a review on Common Sense Media to see if it was appropriate for my kids. Uh-huh. And it just, you know, because I always want to watch everything with my kids. Um, Can't spend a minute apart from those. Which would, uh, well, and, you know, well, because they learn something every time. But did you know you can't actually rent The Omen? You can't rent it. So that was a lost. <laughs> that was a lost opportunity. Yeah. Sorry, I Delilah. Anything from that. Yeah. But I, so I, and they, there were a couple of reviews that were like, it wasn't really very God-y. There wasn't enough God in it. There wasn't enough Jesus. Like, I'm a believer and you never would have known that this was a religious musical. And so I watched it with that filter. And so, of course, I was like, this is a total God, Jesus. Like, yes. it, it was very religious. Oh, extremely. From there were people, right. There were people raising hands and like swaying and crying mm-hmm. in a point in the movie that really made no sense to me. Mm-hmm. Because I wasn't sure what she was crying about. It was very bizarre. Did we ever learn her story? The Bailey Madison's character? We, like, didn't really get a sense of her story. Did we? Well, her mom died. Okay. And that's it, right? All right. I mean, and she's been raised by her dad, and she just misses her mom. I think that... I want to say they kept it pretty simple. I also love that... um, This is a shout-out to the writers, that all of their movie references were, like... 80s movies like the ducky reference yep. and then the john hughes stuff oh, yeah. and then the um, ferris, ferris bueller's bueller, day yep. off i was like wow that's i know what age the writers are and i love that these kids are making these references like they know the movies maybe they maybe do. I don't they know. do, do i mean it's like when we were growing up we were always referencing casablanca right <laughs> movies our parents loved <laughs> just me <laughs> oh, just me no might have been just you yeah yep exact reason i didn't get laid in high school cool there it is wait you didn't get laid in high school i don't want to talk about it it was a choice it was my choice no of course you were you had you have a lot to offer and jesus you... loves me this i know yep that's what this this movie tells you so at minute 34 i'm skipping ahead cuz this is a new segment i'd like to call when kaplan realizes she might be a pedophile i did that with moxie remember in moxie i was so oh, hot for right. the, the... Yeah, you're not Nico. alone. Yes. Yeah. Oh. So welcome. two two best friends who have nothing in common except we except love their names and a strange desire for young inappropriate boys. This is not true. Maybe at a jokey level, but like really. Well, wait till we write nothing our we could get arrested for. Yeah. Right. Right. Um. So this kid, Kevin Quinn. Yeah. Or shall I say, Zach Efron Light. Oh, 100%. So, and if when you Google Kevin Quinn's name, because of course I'm like, well, could I get him? Like, is he available? Is he around? Sure. (laughs) You enter his name and you know how um, Google autofills the rest? Yeah. So I wrote, is Kevin Quinn and Google autofilled (laughs) Zach Efron's brother? (laughs) Enough people look that up. This kid is a Zach Efron ripoff. Yeah, yeah. And he is 24 years old, so it's not illegal. Yep. But 
Well, oh. and even if it were, even if it were immoral, because it is, um, here's what I want to tell you. Here's what I want to tell you. You're going to be very excited mm-hmm. by this. His mother would love you. I mean, so you, you have a shot right there. Oh, honey, I've met Kevin Quinn. What? Back that sweet ass up. <laughs> oh, yeah. Patrick. Is his mother Colleen Quinn? <laughs> no. No. Who am I making? Who's that? Forget it. We'll talk about that I later. don't know. Yeah. <laughs> she's Irish. I know that. You know, okay. she's that Irish writer who does the stuff, the cooking yes. stuff <laughs> about politics. Um, no. Yes. No. Patrick did a little movie called Send It. And it was a movie about kiteboarding that took place in the Outer Banks of North Carolina. You may currently watch the trailer on movietrailers.com. And Patrick is in it. And Kevin Quinn is the lead kite surfing guy who, like, you know, is a nobody Mm -hmm. who comes out of nowhere to, like, take the whole tournament. And let me tell you something. I didn't even realize it was the same guy because in that one, whoo, the baby blues. I mean, you you think you love him now? Wait till you see him in that trailer. I think they color corrected his eyes because it's, like, piercing. It's, like, clitoral blue is what I call it, that color. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Does he sing and dance, though? Because that's what made me, that's what got me. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I don't know. I, I, like when they're in tight t-shirts, I feel like they're always singing and dancing. Like that's just, enough. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's enough. That would be enough. Yeah. yeah. So that was minute 34 when I was like, huh, I want to bone this guy. And okay. that's I'm fairly certain he could be my grandson. And then what was that minute for, 34? Was he getting arrested or was he singing and dancing? No, he start. He was starting a song, and I okay. was like, "Yeah, start that oh. song, Kevin Quinn." Okay. Will Hawkins, the most movieish name ever. And then at minute thirty-eight forty-eight, one of my childhood idols—not really, but it's nice to say that—Amy Grant shows up as a camp counselor. <gasps> she looks thirty. She looks fantastic. That's what a belief in Jesus will do for you. She looks fantastic. She's playing a camp counselor. And then they started singing her song, Baby, Baby. Oh, yeah. And I I reached Nirvana. That was the point at which I was like, okay, sign me up. Thank you so much. Oh, that's cold. Let me know if you need anything else, okay? You're an angel. Mm. Thank you. that was Amy Grant. I never put that together. I didn't even, I just thought it was some, I, to be honest, I thought it was maybe a local hire in Nashville that somebody was like, oh, let's just get Elaine to do it. Wow. That was Amy Grant. Wow. This little Jew from Boston knows her Amy Grant. <laughs> and I yep. was raised Christian and I didn't even know, but that is why I look so young. It's the Jesus. You're right about that. Yes, I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. In your dimly lit Zoom screen, I can see that. <laughs> That's how I roll. Oh, um, yeah, that was exciting. I so, want to yeah. talk about for a second, like mm-hmm. when I say it was a reference to Greece, 
I want to talk about the musical number where they do good enough, the mm-hmm. song good enough. Um, uh, and they dance. It's about two characters who can't talk to each other. And yet they dance within six inches to a foot of each other and almost miss each other. But they really just like go one foot in the other direction. And it's a very weird. We're going to it was like summer loving, like the boys are talking and the girls are talking, except mm-hmm. they were within like kissing distance of each other. But and this they... is the character George and then the yeah. dirty girl with the glasses. Yes. Pipe. Yes. Piper. Was that her name? Or per- per- Percy. It was something cute. I know that. Hannah. Halepsia. I don't know. I'll have to look it up. <laughs> <laughs> Research department. Get on that. Research department. Hold on. I'm on it. I'm on it. Uh, wait, hold on. Oh, no, her name was Presley. I knew it was a Presley. P. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was just, I thought that was, uh, that was really one of those, like, it was Xanadu good, bad, in my opinion. Like, as mm. good as the roller skating number in Xanadu. Mm-hmm. That I felt like the choreography of that and the concept of that, I was like, what happened exactly? Did they run out of locations that they had to choreograph? Or they were just like, group numbers, that's the thing. And they just want to put everything in one frame. I was like, wow, that is awkward but they pulled it off they really did yeah and i didn't care i was so taken oh my gosh that's so funny it was so adorable <laughs> i so, love that you loved it kevin quinn badass uh character named will hawkins he's about 17 i would say yeah. and he's he tries to steal a cop car at the top of the movie but he was just borrowing it we we cool. Oh, yeah. And then he goes to this church camp where he is saved and he falls in love with Bailey Madison's character, whose name I don't have. No, Here she you was um, Avery. IMDb. Avery. That's the whole plot. Like oh, the yeah. whole plot. 100%. There, there ain't no layers. There's nothing else going on. Um, but I did wonder, he seems 17. And then when he runs away from the camp because no one will ever really understand him. She drives after him. And I'm like, oh, so she's 16 or 17. Yeah. How old are these kids that they're all at camp? Um, Why are they at camp at 17? They're not counselors. <laughs> First of all, I thought it was funny because I thought they were all, they all look like grown people. Like there were people at that camp with five o'clock shadow and straight up. <laughs> yeah. You know, there, there were some like quote unquote kids that I was like, or early 30s and buying your first home. <laughs> it was one of those. <laughs> um but but uh yeah, no, they they th- I think with church camp, like that goodness never stops. And actually Patrick and I were talking really? about this like yeah, I think you have like church youth groups and then you have church young adult groups and and that's actually it's interesting Patrick said, you know, people are moving away from organized religion because it's it's been so terrible, right? Like it's so full of like homophobia and wrong politics and a bunch of BS that that people who normally would be church going folk don't go mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. of all that noise. Um, but he's mm-hmm. like, but so the church used to do a job that now who's doing it? Like, and I remember going to like a church ski trip or in a church youth function or whatever, and it was great. And it wasn't like they were, you know, holding you down and, pre- and you know, you weren't speaking in tongues and taking the Lord as your savior every day. Oh, it was. then what's the point? Exactly. Yeah. Um, no, the point was going on a ski trip. But the thing was, oh, oh, it, oh, there was no drinking. There was no drugs. There was no. Oh, I know. This sounds awful. Look, Jew- Jewish camp is a totally different experience. You guys are constantly poking holes in condoms and like 
thanking God for your bounty. Talking about our breast reductions that we're all planning. Yeah. (laughs) It's a very different scene. Very different. Um, But we have to... Oh, God, I was going to say something so horrible. (laughs) I'm not going to. (laughs) I was going to make fun of Christians, but it was going to go really wrong there. Yeah. I was wondering at what point we would uh, start truly offending. Because it's you and me. I actually think it was seven minutes ago when we were talking about banging young kids, like banging boys. I think it was that. Don't Christians allow that in the Catholic faith? Okay, only, no, no, no. Only the priests, Mandy. We have, there's a order. Yes. There's an there order to standards. things. We have high standards. There are shouldn'ts um, and shoulds. But it was such a safe, wonderful place to be a kid. Like, everybody had to be respectful, and everybody had to be filled with God's love, and it was all fun and silly, and, you know. It, so I can get it. I get why they would go there at 17, and plus, what was his choice? It was that or juvie. You know what I mean? It was that or juvie. Well, I understand why he would go, but I was wondering why there were so many middle-aged people at a camp. Now, when you went to summer camp, let me ask you this. Was there a young Billy Zapka clone at the camp who had it out for you? I don't remember. I find it hard to believe that I was actually taking human breath and didn't have a crush on someone. But I can honestly say that we also moved so much. I never went to the same camp twice. but. When I went to camp, it was always like gymnastics camp or cheerleading mm-hmm. camp or 4-H or camp. Or so you thought. Right. Exactly. Right? It really all well, was Jesus camp. It's gymnastics when you're picking strawberries, right? <laughs> that's gymnastics. Um, no, but like, I, it, that's, it was always like we were, you know, you were doing gym, you know, like your vault and your bars. You were, there was always something you were trying to accomplish or work on. So there wasn't really time for romance and it was never, I don't think they wanted to get into that, you know? Right. But I'm not referring to romance. I'm referring to the bad guy blonde. Do you remember Billy Zapka from Karate Kid? Oh, The ultimate 80s bad guy? What, am I a monster? Of course. So this kid, whose name I did not write down, is the bad guy. For no reason. Oh, yeah. Other than he was born looking like Billy Zapka. So that is now required by law. (laughs) And at 5138, he declares, for no reason, I want the new kid taken out first. (laughs) And he has a gang of 'er ne'er-do-wells who are like, yeah, "Yeah, man. Yep. All right, apostles, listen up. It is beyond go time. Now just go out there, okay, and do your best. Now I believe in you. This is our year because we have something they don't have. We have well. I want the new kid taken out first. Understand? Do you think they all know what Apocalypse Now is? They probably see it. I don't even know what Apocalypse Now is, David. Now, what are we? I'm so sorry I can't hear you. What are we? Verde Maximus! What are we gonna do? Destroy. Yes. Now, hands in. Masked down. On three, um... After three. After three, yes, thank you. Green Machine. One, two, three. It is such a movie convention that just makes no sense. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm the ruler of this Jesus camp, and I'm not going (laughs) to let, you know, anybody take my thunder. It is so stupid, and he was so Billy Zapka-esque. Then, an excellent singer. Oh, yeah, really Truly a good singer. And a good dancer, too. I mean, well, that guy, eh. it wasn't terrible. I mean, I, I think I, my standards are a little different than yours. <laughs> yeah, that that is 
100% accurate. Yes. That's the worst thing I'll ever say, I hope. <laughs> and what I love too is that then at the end, when the bad guy causes all the trouble, like he apologizes. I was like, oh hey, my sorry, God. sorry, I tried to ruin your life, man. That's okay, man. <laughs> there, we could all be friends. But it gave me hard. I'm like, that's good. It's good modeling to show kids that you can fight and then make up, right? How great is that? Sure, oh, sure. They were so ecstatic. I mean, oh, I, I, I love that. Like, I loved how they danced with such fullness. Like, there wasn't any, no reservations. There was nothing subtle about it, man. They were giving it 150%. I loved it. I I wonder, as we see more and more uh, movies referencing other movies, it's a big thing. It's mm-hmm. a really easy way to you know, hook audiences if if they're going to quote other movies or reference other movies. And as a writer, I'm guilty of it. But here's my question. So they are in a paintball slash color war with other teams. Mm-hmm. And she says, we're going to go all Mr. and Mrs. Smith on their ass. Oh, yeah. And then they literally <laughs> just do a shot for shot recreation of the last sequence of Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Oh, Is I that didn't... allowed? Well, I When didn't... they have the double guns, double... Double guns, slow mo, bad guy. Like, oh. so if you reference something, could I just say, like, <laughs> this is going to be like Avatar and then just yeah. do Avatar? Yeah, we can do that for the rest of the podcast if you want, because I have it memorized. If I had ever seen Avatar, I would say yes. If I could remember Mr. and Mrs. Smith, I would agree with you, but I didn't realize it was a shot by shot recreation. I might be exaggerating well, for hyperbole, which I never do. I literally have never, ever, ever exaggerated anything ever. Well, that, though, is where I got the meets platoon. Because yeah. it was all the shooting and the rolling. It was a very, there was a lot, like, from the beginning, there's war games and war and war. And I was like, funny thing for, I thought Jesus was a more peaceful dude, but all right, whatever you Why got. Why are wars fought in history, man? I'll wait. Uh, because I don't, I want to, I, I want to say something funny. I don't have one funny thing to say over either over the rights to Dixie cuts. Chick songs, cold right. cuts, <laughs> cold cuts, if you're Jewish or over religion. I mean, that's like, you know, the cause of all war. So that makes perfect sense. I guess. Historically speaking, sure. The writers really tapped into that uh, <laughs> crusades energy. Yeah, Definitely. <laughs> One thing I'm going to say, I'm going to hold you to it, is when we can all go back into the theater and we can do miscast again, mm-hmm. is that we we have to do the duet of my place in this world. So miscast is a show I've created <laughs> and it's been running for 10 years in Los Angeles. Miscast, right singer, wrong song. And Mandy and I have a long history of doing very awkward love duets uh, yeah. in the show. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. and a answer, lot of rehearsal. my friend... <laughs> is yes oh yes yes. and we will build a dock and we will do the lift yes it's all going to happen and you don't remember that song from the 90s or do you no from the 80s 90s michael w smith looking for my reason yeah oh how funny i had no idea well there you go i'm just clueless oh my god well it's funny to me that you know more about Amy Grant than I do. That makes me feel like I'm ashamed as a Christian, former Christian, you know. Yeah. She was just so, she was Debbie Gibson, whom I, that was my real idol. But (laughs) yeah, you you resemble Debbie Gibson. Stop with the resembling because you're just trying to kiss my ass. I'm not. 
It's, I haven't even seen your ass in so long. Like, why I, are you doing? That is so sad. Damn you, COVID. <laughs> oh. I mean, just the pictures you send me, but, you know. I know. No, it's better in person. <laughs> I agree. I wanted to ask about other camp movies because this is an ultimate camp movie. Yeah. But what is your favorite camp movie? Wow. Other than this one, obviously, this is top for everybody. Oh, man. I have not seen it in ages, but I've been wanting to watch it, rewatch it, and see if it holds up. And that's Meatballs. My husband, Jeremy, is it Jeremy? He <laughs> had his nephew I... visiting when his nephew was like eight. Yeah. He's like, we got to watch this funny movie, Meatballs. And they watched it. And is it, it so is dirty? not appropriate. Yeah, it is. It is not <laughs> of a course movie. It's Bill Murray. But I was watching Stripes when I was eight. Like there was yeah. nobody, nobody paying attention. What about Dirty Dancing? Isn't that kind of the ultimate camp movie? I wouldn't have thought of it. But yes. Yes. H- how about you? Wet, hot American summer. Sure. All day long. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. All day long. Bradley but- Cooper. Oof. Oh, like that movie is just funny on every level. Oh, hey, by the way, just a side note, the movie Joy that I was begging you and Kyle to notice on Satmat, I was begging you guys to remember. Guess who co-starred with Jennifer Lawrence in that? Is it Bradley Cooper? It is Bradley Cooper. It's the dream team together again. Anyway, I thought that was funny. Um, (laughs) But did you watch uh, 10 Years Later? Wet Hot American Summer 10 Years Later? Yeah, it was okay. It was okay. Yeah. Yeah, that, that first movie is comic gold. I don't think I've watched it. I think I need to go back and rewatch it. Oh, it's a good one. Okay. All yeah. right. Anything else we need to say about A Week Away? A Week Away. Uh, it was just really good, clean. And I mean, legitimately clean fun. I don't think there's anything else to say, except we should give it man jobs, right? Absolutely, <laughs> we should. So dirty. Should we say it at the same time and see if we're if we match? Oh, that's a good idea. We okay, are now we going go. to give simultaneous man jobs for all you people who've been waiting for this moment. Okay, you ready? Uh, yes. One, One two, two, three, three, three and a half man jobs. Oh, I gave it a half less. Huh. You're going <laughs> straight to hell. Straight to hell. Well, would you rewatch this movie? Never. No. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, yeah. yeah. No, it's, I, it's pretty terrible, but I loved it with all my heart. I loved it. It was it was a, an excellent choice. So, Fabian, you've been reading this Samantha Irby collection of short stories. Yeah, it's called Wow, No Thank You, and it's fantastic. She has a great voice. Don't you think it would be better to listen to rather than read? Yeah, you know, I thought about that. I Yes, absolutely. I always love hearing comedians deliver things in their own timing. It's like it really makes the book come alive. It's so much better. Like, that's why I remember you, uh, we we shared Bossy Pants. Cause, oh, Bossy Pants is one of my favorites. Right. It's a great book, but like hearing Tina Fey do it is right. just epic. Yeah, I agree. It's a totally different experience. Right. And so where can you find gems like this? on audible.com yeah and if you go to www.audibletrial.com slash pandemic you can have a free trial of audible yes which means you pick a book 
-hmm. You listen to it. Yep. You get to keep it, whether or not you continue your relationship with Audible. It's your book. I mean, did you ever get that with a relationship? No. You get a free book at the end. Right? Yeah. It's awesome. And it'll keep your place in the the book. Like, you never have to keep track of that. I know you you mentioned you enjoy listening to things as you fold laundry. I do. Yeah. You live a very glamorous life. It's so... But you you can listen to these things anywhere. Yeah. And it's not just female comedians, although I've done Mindy Kaling and Amy Poehler and Tina Fey. I love it. Yes. But you can listen to novels and nonfiction and... Oh, Amy Schumer. Don't even Mm -hmm. get me started. Yep. Audible.com. Yep. has been a savior through this pandemic. Everything that will make love to your ears when you can't. Oh, I should write that, them. That's a great tag. Yes. That just got asmr for me. <laughs> so go to audibletrial.com slash pandemic and enjoy your free trial today. Nice. Today. Yeah, we'll coach it. It'll, it's good. T- today. <laughs> What else you up to? Okay. What do you got going on? This is something you don't know about me, even as close as we are. And we tell each other everything and we love (laughs) each other a lot, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Uh, Do you know I am obsessed with the masked singer on Fox? What? No. Really? My whole family watches it and we have from episode one. Oh my gosh. And it is, it's on, well, revealing what night we're recording. We're recording this on a Wednesday night and it's on tonight. So... I'm going to cut this shit real short and get back inside. Yes, we love the masked singer and they've managed to do it during COVID times. Well, sure. Everybody wears masks. Right. The singers all wear masks. The judges are all spread wide, wide apart. And they they fake a studio audience with old footage and robots. I'm not sure how they do it. Yep. But um, yeah. I, have you ever seen The Masked Singer? No, I don't really watch reality shows. I Maybe I'm just kidding myself. It seems better than all reality shows. I guess because it's the only show my family can watch together. What's the premise? It is like American Idol, except there is a celebrity behind a very beautiful, elaborate costume. These costume designers deserve Emmys. And they they come out and they sing songs. Now, some of them turn out to be great singers. So last year or last season, it wasn't a year ago, some character came out. She was the son. She opens her mouth. And I was like, that's Leanne Rimes. That's Leanne Rimes. This country girl knows her country. And it was. And she won the whole thing last season. But when they come out and they start to sing and you're like, oh, that's a familiar voice. Is that an actor I know? No. Is it? And they give these little clue packages Uh that are so silly and so misleading that they don't really help at all. So they come back every episode of the season masked and you never see their face? And they do these elaborate dance numbers, which we're learning during COVID are actually mostly, it's not CGI. It's like holograms. Uh So they're, you know, they have a couple of dancers also masked Uh and then they they look like they're in a waterfall, but it's all done with like effects and they're not. It's this, very cool. Okay. This very is going to be easy. Yeah. This is going to be hilarious because I, I cannot, that sounds awful to me that I think I would hate it. I think so, you will. Okay. All right. So I'm going to watch it. We'll see. Cause maybe, maybe not. Cause I love, we're now solid geocachers. We geocache all the time. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. We even oh. geocached up at Pinnacles National Park. I love it. Yeah. 
Perfect. We're in it to win it. But I, the, but that masked singer sounds like a bag of trash. I, I, it is. It's total trash. Yeah. And the the judges are Robin Thicke. Okay. Who seems like a shady, gross guy. <laughs> Nicole Scherzinger, who I did a tiny dive into and realized she's actually a legit trained singer. Okay. She's actually really talented. She, I know she was a pussycat doll, but well, she's the one who understands vocally what they're doing and what that might mean for who they are. Okay. I'll decide whether she's talented, but go ahead. Jenny McCarthy, who's just got the good instincts. Uh, she just knows it. Mm-hmm. She knows everybody. Yep. And then... Ken Jong, who I think oh. is, it, he's just adorable. He's hilarious. He is invited to my party with Sherry Shepard, my sleepover party <laughs> with Ken Jong and Sherry Shepard. Yeah, he's he's on the vision board next week. Yeah, and he yeah. just is a punching bag and they all make fun of him and he takes it like a champ <laughs> and he's hilarious. And we watch this every week and I love it. That's my guilty pleasure. Your turn. Wow, that's so good. That's a good one. Thank you. Yeah, I'm I'm interested to get into that. Um, my guilty pleasure is a fantastic book of hilarious essays, which I think everybody else knows about this woman, but I just found her. Samantha Irby. Do you know her? Never, never oh. heard the name. Oh my Talk God. Slow. Um, so her, the book that I'm reading is called Wow, No Thank You. She started off writing this blog, uh, called Bitches Gotta Eat. And just, you know, and then doing like essays and stuff. She's from Chicago. She's hilarious. Um, And then she wrote this book called Meaty. And that was the one that got all the big attention. And then she also wrote one that's called We're Never Meeting in Real Life. And, And she just writes these hilarious essays that are, that are just such a pristine, funny, um, insight into like it is totally her perspective and yet it's everybody's perspective because she has Crohn's disease and so she's constantly like having irritable bowel syndrome that she's got to deal with and she has these giant periods and so she has to, I maybe I'm not selling it um but it's <laughs> but it's what she talks about with her body is so damn funny and and she's just funny and she's bisexual and she's like wild but also such a homebody so you really you really get the spectrum with her she's a she's full of she talks about being an adult and trying to make adult female friends or male friends. She just says friends, like other adult friends, new adult friends and how that goes. But my favorite thing is this chapter that she does where she talks, um, every sentence starts with, and it, the title of the chapter is called Lesbian Bed Death. And the every sentence in the chapter starts with, sex is fun, but have you ever, and then she, you know, it's something ridiculous, like, have you ever gotten a discount at Lowe's? Like, it's way funnier than that. But it's, just it goes on for like no kidding like 10 pages and she just hits that same joke over and over again and i love it it made me laugh so hard so samantha irby yeah and are you reading this like in a real book or uh yes but or on a kindle or no i read it in a real book but also Mm -hmm. she does an audiobook which i always yeah she does which is also always great. I love to hear the uh, comedians doing their actual shtick yes. with their actual voices. So I uh, that sounds intriguing. However, I, dis- I disagree with using the word bitches. It really bothers me. I'm not a fan. Oh, so really? In that's general? a strike against her. Yeah, I, it's, it, it bugs me. It's very lowest common denominator. I'm sick of it. Well, I, I understand that in 1990s, but now that we're... 2020s we've taken the word back like now it's just no you know, it's not be political bitches. it's just like yeah it's just like the word just 
but it to to be bumps me. But to be fair, doesn't the word like moist bump you? Like you, there's a no. lot of words that bump you. Oh my you. god, I'm so moist just hearing you say it. <laughs> I feel like there's other words. LOL, you don't like. No, no, there's yeah, there's no, I I basically only like three words. So <laughs> you're oh never god. gonna please me. Mand. Yeah. Speaking of moist, yeah. I know you're very excited about the movie we are going to watch next week. Oh hell yes. Concrete Cowboy, right? Yep. Oh, God, give us some of that Idris Elba. Okay, yes. It is a story of the Fletcher Street Cowboys in Philadelphia. Here's a story of the Fletcher Street Cowboys in Philadelphia. (laughs) They're riding horses up and down their streets. Um, I'm so excited. It's like a drama, like a father-son reunited drama, but it's about these, like, city men, urban men with like country hearts. And I think there's women too, but who cares about them? And there are horses. There's a horse inside a guy's apartment. I would watch the entire movie just for that moment. I'm so excited. I can smell it already. I'm dreading it with every fiber of my being. (laughs) If if anybody wants to talk to us about it, where can they find you? Oh, they can find me at at Mandy Fab on Instagram and at Mandy Fab one on Twitter. And if they want to commiserate with me about having to watch this movie, it's at Mandy underscore Kaplan underscore Clavens on Instagram and Twitter. And And you can also suggest who gets the high part and who gets the low part in our duet, right? Absolutely. (laughs) Although we have a track record. We know. We We know what we're doing with the harmonies. We know who we are. You know what? People stay out of it. (laughs) We got this. (laughs) I love you. Love you, too. We'll catch you on the flip side next week. I'm just a concrete Concrete cowboy. cowboy.